If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com/audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com/audio. That's carshield.com/audio. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. Welcome to Distill It with Richard Listens. I am the very humble and grateful host of the show, Peter Sobey, and I'm always happy to be here at UBN Radio TV Studios, Universal Broadcasting Network, live from the very beautiful Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, California. This is the land where dreams are made, and we make our dreams come true every other week here on Monday night. And uh, we're always grateful for our extraordinary engineer, Jarvis Essex, behind the board. I wanted to make sure to give him some props straight up from the show so it wasn't either rushed at the end of the show or after we wrapped the show, like, oh, dang, Jarvis, I forgot to acknowledge you. So thank you, Jarvis, for everything you do. And with that being said, I'm going to lead in by introducing our resident psychologist, sports psychologist, Human being extraordinaire, Dr. Richard Olberger. Thank you, Peter. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Dr. Richard. Thank you. You mentioned humble, and this week I've eaten some some humble pie, so so I'm uh really I'm, I'm happy to be here. I do have to take a moment and yeah, I've eaten a lot of matzah, that's true. Happy Passover, happy Easter. Apparently, Merry Christmas, as uh, oh, yes. our, our lovely host here, Peter, has given me my present. It's always nice to get it's presents. been sitting in my house now for four months. I finally <laughs> remembered in- to bring it. It's an inspirational book here. I've got more tools to sharpen up on and share with you. So he's given me homework. That, that's a, that's just great. Tools but, of Titans by Tim Ferriss. You know, so, so thank you. And uh, it's great to get a gift no matter what time. Totally. And, and I know how much holidays. you're into snowmen and stuff, so thus the bag. <laughs> but also, it's it's a humble humble week because uh, we did lose our championship last week. Oh man, adult I'm sorry recreational to hear that. league, you know, and uh, we did lose to uh, the hosts of actually the show that is after ours. So we do have to take a moment oh, before lost, before yeah. we have the confrontation in the hallway. Yes, the 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 still at team. We haven't shared it yet. That's wow. how. Yes, it's a little bit. It was it was humble, but you know what? They had a great first half, and they came out and preserved the lead. They're savvy veterans, and we got to give it up when you lose. Yeah, lose like uh, lose with dignity. Absolutely. And you lost big, right? Not only by five points, but oh, we okay. went. But we went down. <laughs> but we went down by as many as, as eighteen, and they were wow. they were on fire. Back. Yeah, That's you right. made it a game. You oh, made we it never game. stopped fighting. But it's you know you never take your opponents lightly, and if you come, they came in ready, and we came in sleepy and. Uh, wandering out of the desert for Passover and thinking we could just kind of 
walk right through the end of the season having gone nine and one to that point so it's a great lesson uh you know when you watch ncaa tournament and now all the nba playoffs and they have these seedings and they tell a team you know you're the you're the eighth seed and you only were 500 in the regular season well be careful of a team that's unified and experienced so great lessons great lessons and speaking of great lessons not really a great segue by me but you've been hearing their voices already and it's the incredible, extraordinary ladies from the distillery, Wendy Rosen. Thal. 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 Oh my God! I was about to call you Wendy Rosen. Jarvis, like, can you work on the connection there? We Wendy can somehow got kind of. Wendy yeah. <laughs> it's like I totally know your name now. I'm just like totally like weirded Absolutely. out about. Okay, we're all in a silly And Ara Schwitzer. Have some more coffee. Welcome. <laughs> we're happy to be here. And you can mispronounce my name. Thalberg, Stein, Wendy whatever. Rosen, Steinberg, Thal. <laughs> we did not play basketball this week. No, we did not. No. We ate a lot of humble pie anyway, but that yeah. was just life kicking For various reasons. Fun, so <laughs> <laughs> <you know. laughs> and speaking of humble pie, another bad segue, but tell us about this week's hat, Wendy. <laughs> Thank you for noticing, Peter. Yes. My hat this week is in celebration of spring. <laughs> Do you notice the big glittery? <laughs> oh, yes. It's and true. It's black spring. Black is such a spring, spring color. Stretch. That's a stretch. It's black. Plus it's Easter. <laughs> but it has a glittery flower. Right. That's it's true. black. Okay. It has a glittery flower. <laughs> I rest <laughs> my case. And Era, I love your shirt. Is that a Van Gogh? This or? is actually, you can order this on redbubble.com. And actually, the artwork is by my brother. Oh, wow. And so That's amazing. He does these amazing designs, and then he posts them on Redbubble. And Actually, can, can you them. stand up just a little bit so the audience can see your shirt? Shall I? You That's really me, beautiful. You tell me how far Oh, yeah, there you go. Right. Right. Right there. Look at that. There. That so is incredible. You can, you can order this in a shirt and a blouse and a hoodie and an iPhone cover, you know, whatever you'd like. Where do they go at Redbubble? Who do they? Redbubble.com. And my brother is, his artist's name is Forbidden Plastic. Hmm, Forbidden Plastic. Yes. That could be a whole show. I know, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, it conjures up it lots be. of images. We'll have them on the show sometime to discuss that. Yes, that would be interesting. <laughs> so um, we don't have a guest tonight, but it's a topic-driven show. That being said, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, definitely check in, write comments or questions, and if you're lucky, we'll mention them on the air. We have, like, uh, you know, the... Our biggest contributor and fan out there, A.J. Collier, I see, has checked in already. A.J., I've got a small little surprise for you. I, I have a feeling you're listening right now. If you are, you see our call-in number there. I'm wondering if you would call into the show so we could say hi to you live on air for a minute. It looks like the number is 323-284-7826. So we'll be watching the phone there. A.J., call in, and we'll say hi to you on air. That'll be fun. So there's lots of stuff going on in sports right now. Baseball season is in full-blown action. Basketball playoffs have started, and uh, hockey playoffs have started. My Chicago teams, the Bulls are doing okay, but the Blackhawks lost two to Nashville, and the Cubs are looking very vulnerable right now. So it's it's been a tough time. And, uh, but you have some insight into that. You met the sports psychologist for the Chicago Cubs, didn't you? I did, yes. I did. I met, uh, well, I met him and went to a, a, a little seminar he had through your group, the sports psychology group, and he did a two-hour presentation, and it just blew me away, all of his insights and since he's been doing it. 
And he's actually going to do a full-day seminar that we'll be attending in the beginning of June. So that's going to be exciting. We can invite the Laser Distillery as well if they're interested. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It is $350 for the day, but I swear like it's... See how he tried to deter you? <laughs> he tried to give <laughs> well, you the no, challenge? Well, no, I didn't want to... Just, just, get well, I just, don't you know who we are? I just wanted <laughs> to make sure that... <laughs> <Things like> that. <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like, well, you guys invited us and it's oh. $700. Yeah, it, is, it is a privilege, yeah. <laughs> but... I was telling Dr. Richard that I think the two hours that I spent during his presentation was I learned so much. And I was really there not only as a representative of Distill It with Richard Listens, but as a huge sports fan and a huge Cubs fan. But on all three levels, on sports psychology, as a sports fan, and as a Cubs fan, uh, his knowledge and insights blew me away. And his whole vibe and personality, he reminds me, he could be like Bill Murray's brother. Sure. He's kind of got that disposition mm. about him. and But he went through and like the first half hour, he kind of treated us as if we were a room full of, you know, a baseball team. Or he also does uh, Olympic athletes, like really all the great gymnasts and female figure skaters. He's He counsels them and wow. just unbelievable. And like, But that half hour that he worked with us, like, we were a team just seeing his methods and like I was like kind of like almost had tears in my eyes the whole time because it's just the knowledge and the wisdom this guy has unbelievable it's great great. anyway I think we have Mr. AJ Collier on the line are you there AJ AJ are you with us I I thought he might have been but we do not hear you AJ so if you are there maybe try calling back yeah, I'm here now. Oh, hey, AJ, yeah. welcome to Distill It with Richard Listens. AJ, yay. Hey there, guys. How are you doing tonight, AJ? Doing all right. Uh, watching the Blackhawks winning 2-0 uh, two, two while watching uh, Distill It with Richard Listens. Look at that. Excellent. And the Cubs are losing again tonight, too, I think. Yes. Right up the road in Milwaukee. So, AJ, even though we're all familiar with you, from checking in on Facebook Live, I'd like to introduce your voice to Richard, Wendy, and Era. Meet AJ Collier, my Carpentersville friend since childhood. Hi. Welcome. Hey there, guys. We always appreciate your involvement and your engagement and your questions. We really appreciate it. No problem. Sports have played a big part in my life, so it's uh, something that uh, that I feel right at home with. We appreciate it. AJ, what can you tell us about what you're seeing from the Blackhawks tonight? Up 2-0 there, down 2-0 in a series, and everyone thinking they're going to fold. What are you noticing? Um, they are, they've come out with a new sense of urgency. They're, uh, they're, they're moving the puck. They're putting it on net uh, and looking, for, looking to clean up uh, in, in the kitchen there. So they're doing a nice job. Sounds good. And when, um, on a final note, AJ, you're the coach of a lacrosse team, correct? Correct. And so when does the season start, end, et cetera? Um, we will we'll start uh, we'll have a combine um, at the end of at the end of May, early June. Um, games start at the end of July and the season goes uh, um, into, into the middle to end of October. Pretty exciting. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. We'll be pulling for you. You have to keep us abreast during the year how the team's doing. Without a doubt. All right. So that's AJ Collier. 
Yay. One of our biggest mm-hmm. contributors and followers here during the show. So I just thought it'd be fun since we didn't have a guest in studio. AJ, just to you know, say hi to you on air. You guys take care. All right, thanks, thanks for calling in. Good luck tonight. So, you know, speaking of men's lacrosse, I'll actually make a logical segue this time. Is I was at a party yesterday and I met this young kid that just graduated from like Polytech University or something like that with a degree in like cement engineering. And his first job out of college is he's one of the assistant contractors at, at the site of the new Los Angeles Rams stadium. Wow. And that's a segue from men's lacrosse because Stan Gronke, what's the name of the owner? Mm-hmm. Is uh, I realized, I didn't realize until I did a little research about him, he also owns, besides the Colorado Avalanche, the Denver Nuggets, he also owns Arsenal in, in England, the England <laughs> and he owns in Colorado a men's professional lacrosse team and and the soccer wow. team there too, so... So maybe they could hire E.J. Collier. Is that what right, you're but anyway, so that anyway, <laughs> but that's what, so Stan Gronke owns a men's lacrosse team. I met this kid that is now like an assistant contractor at the LA Rams site, but it was interesting because, first of all, I mean, I know they broke ground in November, but did you realize that this stadium is going to cost three times as much as the most expensive stadium? Like right now, the budget is like it was announced at two point six billion in yeah, November, yeah. and it's already up to three point two billion dollars. And it's interesting; we got some photos there because it's so close to the airport, and the way the architecture is, they actually had to dig a hundred feet into the ground, and the playing field is going to be below, below ground. Wow! And the stadium is just beautiful. I was looking at the spec pictures of it. You guys seen that yet? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't. I can't believe nobody picked up on the idea that there is an actual degree in cement engineering. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. I know that's crazy, right? It's, it's like cement mixology. Sorry. But it is a pretty. I thought it was funny. It is like a pretty technical thing if I'm you think sure. about it, though. You know, like the amount of, and I. It's kind of like matzah, right? You know, you stir it for too long and it's too hard and not long enough, and uh, right. you know. So sorry. anyway, that was just so. like a little sports nugget that you know kind of went under my radar but i just thought it was really fascinating and i can't wait i mean the stadium's not going to be ready until he said three games into the 2018 season yeah yeah so and espn uh, the magazine just did a whole feature on uh the raiders new stadium in mm-hmm. las vegas I, I think the cost of that is pretty pretty high as well and a lot of public funding is going into it wow. so yeah well inglewood um, is paying a lot of money to have him there so same thing yeah it's interesting too because he said that they're that he's also paying cash for everything, which is crazy. Anyways, so just a fun little sports nugget. Speaking of sports, another good segue. This is a sports show. We take a three hundred sixty degree view of life and sports, and which means a lot of things. And tonight our topic is sports as medicine, which is a very very interesting topic because. In today's day and age, you know, big pharma, pharmaceuticals, pharmaceutical drugs are really the band-aid for everything. When you're in pain, when you're depressed, when you've got maybe a heart disorder, ulcers, the list goes on and on and on and on. But 
I put this to Wendy and Era first. They're the ones that suggested this really, really fascinating topic. Why is this topic of such interest to us? It's great because it is like when we take a 360 degree view of life in sports, this is an angle that I don't hear talked <coughs> about a lot. So it's really interesting. And, and we're not talking about like the science of sports medicine, which is one thing like physical therapy or right, right. learning yeah. anatomy and the musculature of bones and all that sort of stuff. But sports as medicine yeah. would be. <clears throat> well, I think what's fun about it is that, A, it's such a broad topic. It encompasses so much. And so we can look at the very practical aspect of what immediately jumps to mind, which is you have an illness or you have an ailment. And so then how do you sport to treat that? But I think it goes further than that. I think it, it can be something as simple as, you know, dealing with, you know, coping with a particular issue with, you know, grieving with, um, you know, getting through a tough time in life. It can be sort of a coping mechanism. It can be a way of, of grieving a loss. It can encompass so much more than just the very technical aspect of medicine. Well, I what fascinated me about this as a topic is my own personal experience. So I was telling the group today that, you know, in the last year I went and had my normal checkup and the results came back and my doctor said, well, you know, your cholesterol is not danger zone, but on the high end of normal. And his, you know, diag not diagnosis, but his recommendation to me was cut this food out, cut that food out. Never once did he say, hey, why don't you go out and walk around the block a few times every day? And the research that I've done, actually, there are lots of studies that show there's medical links you know, positive benefits of being in sports or physical activity on lowering cholesterol. And so I think it's a really fascinating topic because it people don't bring it up. Doctors don't bring it up. They say, yeah, you got to exercise. It'll help you lose weight or it'll help you. But there is not like a prescription that says if you do this, you could have, you know, amazing health benefits for cholesterol, for heart issues, you know, for I even did some research that found out that there are links to playing sports and reducing the risk of AIDS in African countries. Why why aren't we talking about it more as as a as a medicine instead of uh, you know, yeah, just get out there and play. Right. I mean, that's an amazing question because in the history of hearing that doctors will say like, "Oh yeah, you need to get exercise." But what the heck does that mean? You know, it's like it's always so generic. And besides like a lot of the physicality that we're talking about, Dr. Richard, I mean, obviously, sports as medicine encompasses so much dealing with psychological issues as well. Yeah, I mean, just hearing what, what's been mentioned by uh, the distillery here and just having this conversation prior to the show, I mean, it, it opens up so many perspectives. Um, you know, the grief perspective is one that I see a lot. Um, the the kind of irony with a fairness and respect to our, you know, hardworking and determined physicians uh, is, you know, their work demand, their work stress. They may not feel entirely comfortable prescribing something that they may not do well themselves. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and we were talking about the different dynamics of that, about, you know, prescribing exercise. Um, you know, and the irony that there's certain psychotherapists who will charge a pretty penny just to ride the, uh, you know, the exercise bike alongside them and doing therapy. And, and we laugh, but that, that may be in a way, one of the more effective ways of, of doing, uh, you know, psychotherapy um, to actually have your body moving 
while you're discussing uh, change. So there, there's so many ways in which we could could hold this discussion um, in so many personal ways, which which my own life trajectory and dealing with injury and recovery and uh, overcoming grief or shared grief and teammates, uh, how well, you know, we could say sports is therapeutic, but, but defining what medicine is, um, is really becomes interesting then, right? Well, yeah, I think it's beyond sports is therapeutic. You know, it, it, there are direct links to playing sports and having healthier, a healthier body or healing. Your body can heal through sports. Your mind can heal through sports. So it's not even just a ther. It's not just therapeutic in a way for me. It, it feels like it should be more impassioned. Like it is something that can completely shift your whole physical, you know, being to be healthier in so many different ways. And in dealing with grief, you said there was a great example of that this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hate to start the discussion with the heavy aspect of medicine because so much of it is preventative and things we can do to make our life better from a young age forward. But uh, there was a very poignant, uh, you know, we, we try and touch on what's relevant and current. And this weekend we had uh, Isaiah Thomas of the, the Boston Celtics, uh, the unfortunate loss of his sister, China Thomas, and a one-car accident up in uh, Washington State. And, uh, you know, they had a, this is the first time in, in, I think, a decade that the Boston Celtics were the number one seed going into the playoffs, NBA playoffs are underway, and a huge moment for the city, and yet at the same time you have this incredibly personal and tragic loss of, uh, you know, his, his younger sister. And to see the way the, the city, you know, responded, um, the sports community, his teammates, uh, and the, the greater NBA community, you know, we regularly grow up as, as kids and think, oh, they're on a different team and they're enemies, you know, but these are, these are athletes devoting quite a bit and, and wanting to take care of their families and, um, this choice to, in those key moments between being there in grief and being there with your family or what they must be going through and then the need to show up for your team and your city, um, and you could just see the amount of emotion that went into it. It was, it was, but it was incredibly therapeutic. I hope, in some level, for him, you could see all the respect and admiration that he got, at least in this immediate shock of the event. Um, and I'm sure there'll be, you know, residual process that he goes through over several months. But um, it was empowering in a different way that it gave people a way to appreciate him and pour, and you know, give him love and support. And I just want to say that uh, don't forget if you're watching us on Facebook Live to check in and we've got leah gillis watching us right now she actually tried to call in i think about the same time aj did so we, we do take calls leah call back and we'll be looking at the phone heartily and uh, when you do call in people if you're not going to hear hello you're just going to hear the radio show so just listen until we say hi and alex brito is watching us i don't know how he could see the screen through all his muscles. I mean, it's like <laughs> the guy's like bulging muscles. Like they must get in the way of his eyesight, I think, sometimes. But thanks for watching, Alex, and your muscles. <laughs> I'm sure Alex wants to share about sports. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Wow, and, and, and Veronica Seco's checked in. Nice. We've got a lot of our friends calling in tonight. It's, it's good to, well, comment, At least joining I'm in. At least it's not just all your friends. Right, it's tonight. not it's all the Carpentersville nice. crew. We have friends too, <laughs> yes, Peter. <it's> nice. <laughs> and you know, and I must admit too that, like I said, on some nights, I see that we have a lot of eyeballs. But 
if you are watching and I'm not mentioning you, like it, it doesn't give me the full list. Yeah, make a comment. Like I think as people pop up, they kind of come and go, and I sometimes catch names, and I sometimes don't. So please don't ever feel offended if I don't mention you on air, because if I'm not looking down when your name happens to pop up, I've I've missed it, and I apologize. But if you do make a comment, I do see all of those. But thank you all for watching us live and checking in. And, Leah, if you call back, we'll be watching the phone line for you. So, and AJ did make a comment, even though we had him on the air. He said the Cubs winning the World Series kind of healed the city. Not yeah. that Chicago is necessarily in pain, but that happens with championships yeah, a lot. It, does. it really brings a city together. It is a city in pain. There's a lot of unfortunate, you know, deaths that occur in, in Chicago. So I'm sure it did have a positive yeah. effect. Yeah. One of the things I also read that I found very interesting is that sports actually increases leadership skills and abilities, you know, which kind of sounds like, you know, it makes sense in a way, but it's not something that I would have connected. And Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, saying that and what you said earlier about doctors prescribing exercise but not necessarily sports – it's things that seem so obvious, but they're not. This is really revolutionary what you're talking about here, Wendy. Well, I think it, it, we we discount the effects that being on a team can have on you. <clears throat> excuse me, in so many ways. And if and if by stepping up a leadership role, you're building self confidence. You know, you're feeling better about yourself. It has to have a positive impact on you physically as well as mentally. I mean, I think we all f- know how it feels when we feel better about ourselves. Overall, I think we feel healthier, too. So. And there's something, I think, about being part of a team where it's not just the aspect of being able to win together, but I think the fact that you can create a bond with people who are like-minded where it's not even just about winning, but that you're trying together. Right. And that more often than not, you might even be losing together. But in that, you get to learn that fortitude, that resilience that gets you through other situations in life. I think it completely translates beautifully. Which which reduces stress. Absolutely. When you feel like you can cope. When you when you have a, a, a frame in which, okay, so say you, you lose. Yeah. But you have a framework in which you can deal with that. You have a support mechanism through a team that you can deal with that. It's, it's reducing stress overall and right. helps you actually deal with those types of situations in your daily life. And we're talking about sports, and I think for most of us, it's it's such a very clear and maybe broad sense of what that means. But I think also there's just a very basic premise of just m- moving. I mean, I met a gentleman over the weekend who was talking to me about um, he creates products, VR products, virtual reality products, and sells them to um, companies that are doing physical rehabilitation with people who either are athletes or maybe not athletes but have incurred some sort of uh, you know physical limitation. And so he was explaining to me that there's, there's an aspect about being able to put on a virtual reality headset and being able to watch the motion of whatever part of your body is injured, go through a healing process, and that you, by simply doing that, you get to rewire your brain so that it actually induces mm-hmm. the healing. So it's not even just the sports in terms of physically completing, but it's something about just motion. I mean, how often do we hear someone say, hey, if you're not feeling well, get up and just move. You know, yeah. just get up and do something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, if I could speak for a moment with my own experience when you speak about people with limited mobilities. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm a very high-level quadriplegic. I'm, I broke my spinal cord between the fifth and sixth vertebrae. And, you know, when I was injured, you know, of course they told me, you know, you'll need a power chair the rest of your life and you'll never do things like drive and stuff like that. And in my opinion, though, you know, I wanted to sit in a manual chair just because I was fortunate enough to be, you know, a pretty positive minded person. 
and it was one of those things like for the first day like i literally pushed one inch and they were like see you can't you know you can't yeah. do it and but i was like no i pushed one inch and tomorrow i'll push two inches sure. and, and so on and so forth and i'm not judging other quadriplegics but i know a lot of quadriplegics that have much more musculature than i do that have been in a power chair their whole lives and i'm not judging them that works for them and lord knows it's a lot more convenient and saving time to be in a power chair however i'm probably four times stronger than them because mm -hmm. i've pushed my whole life and it's and you've played sports and i've played yeah in college i played wheelchair rugby and but just the fact that i push every day even though i'm slow it's like it's given me so much strength and endurance it's it helps my digestion it helps my bladder which are really big issues for sure, uh, quadriplegics yeah, like I would, like butt sores haven't been an issue for me which is an issue for quadriplegics because we yeah. don't move a lot but just in pushing my body's moving and and it's meant a lot and so that to say like it it does make sense what you say about people with limited ability and even though I'm not you know doing hardcore cardio sports just by pushing every day which Absolutely. also gave me but the strength to drive which gives me more strength sure but it's actually in a way healing your body yeah you know and mentally, and I mentally, think yeah. It, yeah, it does a lot for me mentally. Like, why go on Xanax when I've got the high of being as independent as I possibly can? You know. Yeah, and I want to thank you for for sharing that, Peter. And and I was privileged to be able to drive. Uh, Peter drove us to Stanford for our trip last month that we've mentioned, and some of our guests that'll be joining us, and to see his uh, focus and the amount of communication that just had to go through operating, um, you know, the the wheelchair accessible van. Uh, that distance and under you know difficult terrain at times and, and mm -hmm. to be that focused and then to get up there and set up meeting after meeting with amazing in, uh, individuals it's it's very inspiring and we hope that it's sharing you know with the greater community uh, whether it be special Maccabees or other people in the community that are struggling uh, or recovering or just about starting their own journey um, that they're inspired just through this conversation that this that this ability to relate and we encourage you to you know feel free to reach reach out ask Peter questions about how he's manage it because it's very inspiring for me and um cornerstone of this show so thank you peter absolutely thanks for letting me share gang i uh i also just going back on the idea that sports can actually heal you i read an article about um some experimentation they were doing on mice on the effects of sports and and different types of sports on the brain and the aging brain and some of the results actually showed that when mice do certain types of exercises and how they measure it is a long scientific thing that I won't be able to go into, but the end result is that in these mice, their brain actually got younger hmm. based on wow. certain criteria. So sure. again, I feel like you know sports and physical activity has has a meditate not meditated has a quality of being like medicine yeah. it actually can heal your body well, you mentioned some a similar theme before uh, wendy and era and tied into what peter led in with but the, you know basically when you're talking about aging you know it's also about resilience right and and so i feel like there's a good graph out there that that um, you know where it's stress resilience kind of hypothesis the, the more you're in a certain situation the more you've handled that kind of stress sure. whether it be handling an illness of a loved one or whether it be, you know, down by 10 and 
certain fourth quarter games with yeah. your team, right. the amount of times you've had your anxiety levels will not go up as high. You know, your body and your physiology will not respond as as stressed, and therefore won't need as much. There won't be as much cortisol generated. Sure. So you won't be as tense, and you'll perform better. You know, so you know it, it's interesting that the the connection between stress and aging. Right. Right, and that's and, and and yeah. sports playing sports reduces stress. I mean, that's one of the major benefits that I discovered in my research is that it reduces stress. And we all know, like you're saying, there's so many health benefits to reducing stress. Just that alone, you know, in in, in any situation. And I don't want to be panaceic about it. I mean, we should qualify it. Listen, there's some people that I made the mistake out of college, you know. I'm sure, you know, Alex can comment in, you know, you can lift the rack of weights. You have to know how to... um, care for your body afterwards you have to know how to take breaks between sets there has to be a certain amount of flexibility regimen and stretching sure. i made the mistake out of college of thinking you know pure brute strength and ego i have to do the whole rack and, yeah. and wound up injuring myself so anything you know right running right there's runners who know how to do it really well and can i've learned of some people that can do like a marathon a day or something yeah. you know some people are out there that are you know phenomenal and other right. people i've met who, who run one just every couple of weeks and they're able to maintain that training right. regimen pretty well and others were they can get injured just from uh, doing a 5K if they're not careful about all the other aspects of prevention. Oh, yeah. I think that's why the beautiful aspect of, of physical fitness is that there really is something for everyone, and it doesn't have to be the same standard for everyone across the board. But there is something as simple as walking around the block, jumping right. on a trampoline, getting in the yes. pool, you know, running, playing games with your kids. I mean, whatever it is, there is something that gets you up and out and physically moving and gets those cells regenerating. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's all within moderation and, and with guidance and making sure you're not hurting yourself and all of those things because, of course, it has it could have the opposite effect. Um, I, it, and it isn't a panacea. Nothing that I read said, okay, don't ever take medication if you're out playing on a sports team. I just think that um, there are so many benefits. And, I, you know, I can say it even from my own in my own experience in the last year, just getting out and moving more than I had in the last five years before that, you know, the effects that I feel. One of the one of the major benefits that I read about is sleep. You know, you you sleep better, and we need sleep, and we know all of the benefits of of actually getting a good night's sleep. And sports helps helps you to do that. So, you know, it's. I mean, you were even talking, Richard, about yeah. how you know you were having trouble sleeping and and how and that then leads to stress and all of that oh it was the most challenging thing i went through uh, working it and i can relate to a lot of people out there care providers and uh, mental health but also other people who are out there you know facing a lot of burnout and stress and compassion fatigue and maybe those are things we'll we'll get into down the road but you know, i was 35 years old you know with uh, small children and working some days 18 hour days and you know caffeine consumption at the wrong hours um, and the amount of stress of dealing with that kind of burnout and, and stress levels that it completely and, and it was tied in, you know, which comes first, the work or the lack of exercise. But probably reducing my exercise maybe it was only one or two days a week uh, and it may have not been the most restorative things like swimming or yoga. I was still trying to play basketball on two to four or five hours sleep. Oh, the body yeah. was not listening <laughs> at all to the <laughs> to the mind uh you know um 
so I wanted to stay a part of teams and community, but it was incredibly frustrating to see what was happening to me from the lack of sleep through the four and a half, five hours sleep of poor quality and stress. Mm. And, you know, I think I could probably diagnose myself, self-diagnose, you know, as a kind of a, you know, self, uh, self ascribed sleep disorder and mood disorder. I mean, yeah. I, you know, when you're not sleeping or you're getting up for two hours in the middle of the night, it's really hard to be positive the next yeah. day. And, you know, you could see how the tendency to move towards caffeination and, and other aids um, starts to happen. Yeah. And I was 35. So I can imagine people who are, you know, it's a very dangerous thing. Uh, we met uh, Dr. Lisa Lemke up at uh, Stanford University who's got drug dealer MD. Anna Lemke. Anna Lemke. Thank you, Lisa Post. will be Lisa another, Post. another doctor at Stanford. Um and she was talking about she's got a, a you know the, the use of pain medications and how that addictions can then lead up to opioid sure. uh, addictions and things like that. So, you know that's the missing thing. At what point, hey, when is this choice made mm-hmm. that I'm going to take the medication for pain, but I'm not going to figure out some way to move, some way to right. reduce, because the brain is thinking you're in pain and you want that reduction, but your body has the ability to heal itself. Right. So the ability to figure out ways to move. Um, if we're in Southern California, not everyone has really good fortune, but there's a lot of community pools out there. Finding a way to get in the water, it's amazing what can happen, you know, uh, floating around, what happens to your pain levels. Yeah. And uh, what happens to behavioral problems for kids once you get in the water. <laughs> you know, at least they have to fight, <laughs> you know, the waves. Uh, so it can be incredibly therapeutic and active great activity for the family. Well, also, now that you raise, raise kids, Another fact that I found out is the benefits of having children in sports. Um, And we've talked a lot about this on other shows, the pros and cons of having your kids in sports programs. But on the the plus side, one of the things that has been highly noted is that when kids start playing sports at a young age, they tend to, as adults, continue to have a regular um, program of physical activity. And that really shifts their health as they become adults. And so, uh, which again, I, in, in looking at all these things, I didn't know what I was going to find. And I thought that was one of the things that was really quite interesting because it seems obvious, but we don't think of it as obvious for the reason that as an adult, you're more likely to be physically active. Yeah. So getting your kids into sports early has more benefits than just the obvious ones. And speaking of adults, <laughs> we have a couple of comments. Bless you, Jarvis. <laughs> Mike Swinney has checked in, and he says, Peter, I love you, signed Mike Swimney. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it's still going to be weird referring to him as Mike Swinney. Please don't. Call him Mike Swimney, because every time you do, it makes us smile. Yes. And uh, and our friend AJ has checked in with a comment that's it's actually interesting as well. AJ says, at work, we are running an employee wellness program using walking as the medium and he's proud to say that his team, the Red Hot Chili Steppers, <laughs> are in first place after one week. Creating teams has worked to get three times the number that have participated in the past. Excellent. And I'm sure that the Excellent. effects just at the workplace, by them creating these teams to walk together, not only are they getting exercise, but I'm sure it's bonding. I'm I'm guessing that maybe people from different departments are getting a chance to know each other. Absolutely. What a what a great work program, well, you know. And the positive side of competition, yeah. kind of sparking that competitive nature. Uh, Richard, I'm sure there's a lot of 
interesting aspects of co- how competition affects you, you know, from a, a psychological yeah, standpoint. Yeah, well, it's, it's social facilitation. I mean, it's not, you know, when you do an, a simpler task, I mean, we all know how to walk, but we don't see the advantage of, you know, taking those extra few flights instead of the easy elevator, especially when you're rushing into work and sure. there's a consequence for being one minute late, such as when I work with L.A. County. We'll just throw a little jab in there. Um, uh, so, yeah, forming teams. It creates a mini community. It creates yeah. an accountability when you're at home that night before and maybe there's that extra big meal or extra Absolutely. temptation around you. That little change of like uh, at L.A. County, they also had a salad club. So you mix in your, your walking at lunch uh, with a healthy preparation of food and all of a sudden it becomes you know, this one thing that you're starting to do that's now about more than just yourself. Sure. Oh, great. And speaking of more than just ourselves, I don't know why I feel the need to make segues this entire show, <laughs> but we have a caller on the air. Hello, caller. You're live on Distill It with Richard Listens. Okay, we can't, we can't hear you. You'll have to turn down. Now I sound like a radio show. you yes. got to turn down your radio because all we hear is the feedback. So are you with us? We're with you. Great. Who do we have on air? You've got Betsy and Leah on air. All right. Yay. Welcome, Betsy and Leah, to Distill It with Richard Listens. So we're just uh, curious to hear what you have to say about, uh, we heard you talking about children and the importance of sports in their lives and what does it do for kids with uh, attention deficit or you know, problems uh, being disciplined, like finding focus. Does sports help with that? Great question. I just want to make a point that we even have team callers. We do. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing how you two got together to make this call. It's kind of like playing a sport together, right? <laughs> exactly. Team calling? Yes. Richard, what are your thoughts on that? Well, thank you. Thank you, uh, Betsy, for calling and asking that question, uh, because attention, you know, the mind being overactive is is the ability to be active and move the body calms uh, anxiety and, and gives the, the brain something to focus on and reduces a lot of anxiety. I mean, anything on the ADD, you know, now they have this like autism spectrum with on one end on the left having attention deficit on the right side having full um you know, blown autism disorders and any kind of activity that they've done, whether it be from, uh, you know, preschool up through high school kids that were in this, you know, quote unquote resource room or the problem class where they had them get on a treadmill for 10 minutes and then go back to doing math. I mean, the noticeable difference in acting out and throwing uh, paper spitballs and, and, you know, disruptive behaviors versus calm and focused behaviors and ability to learn and focus, it's, it's remarkable. I want to make two comments back to Betsy and Leah about this. One is I, I, I may have mentioned it in another show, but I read an article about when you run, what happens to your brain. And, and, and what happens is that... Well, we know what happens to your brain. brain. Because at 6 a.m. I know. I'm like, exactly. We get get emails from Wendy. If you want to outline your next year, please request uh, (laughs) Wendy's thoughts after a run. But go ahead. But the reason I can do that (laughs) is because. Uh, your your brain starts to you know help your body function in that physical activity, and it and it allows for space um, to kind of quiet your cognitive 
thinking system, right? So it gives you some, almost like meditation, it gives you some meditative space. And so I imagine for kids that have ADD or ADHD, that having that kind of effect on their minds gives them some room to kind of quiet and be calm, which is a benefit for sure. That's right. And then um, just something that uh, I happen to be on the board of, of the school that many of our kids here go to. And one of the things that I've learned just in working with the school counselor about um, mindfulness and physical activity and what we're trying to implement in the school is instead of telling a kid who's acting out to sit, they're actually trying to tell them to stand up and move because the motion and the physical activity helps quiet the mind, helps get them into a place where they can regroup. And I think that's so interesting compared to what I grew up with when I was in school of, oh my gosh, if you were acting out, it was go sit in a corner and turn your back. And And that's what we forget, that exercise both for when we're talking for kids and adults, it gives you a framework for what your body's experiencing. And so you start to learn things at a very young age, something as simple as what's the difference between pain and injury? And you get to learn that difference and know how to treat it and know how to make mm. a decision that's going to really you know, cater to your body. But you start to really get that connection between your mind and your body and what's happening there, what's the relationship between the two. And I think it gives you some huge tools to be able to figure out what you're going to do with what you're feeling, what you're processing, and how your body's responding to those emotions, those feelings. Yeah, so I heard two key terms there that, that um, Wendy and Ara use, you know, learning and cognition. And the frustrating thing for the child or adult with uh, ADD or attention deficit disorder or attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, is that they're frustrated they can't right. learn. Yeah. They're probably frustrated that they can't participate. They want to move or they don't know how. or the, you know. So the ability to, to use the term mindfulness to help slow down that process to, to you know, from a somatic experiencing perspective to tap into the, um, you know, ventral vagal nervous system, parasympathetic, uh, to get them to a place where they can learn. Yeah. There's tremendous confidence when you learn how to just – Right, you do gym, you know, great gym class. Right, just throw the ball or, or make one basket. Right, yeah. You know, for me, I think learning how to like make a layup, and it was not till later, sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. You know, it was like the tremendous ability of like confidence, self esteem. Sure, I can do this one thing. Yeah, and that can funnel out into yeah. your self esteem and belonging in so many different ways. Absolutely. Um, and and in terms of a classroom or a school environment where you're getting labeled or you yeah. feel you're ostracized and not a part. You know, when, when the team realizes, right, you, you can, you know, he can, I can right. kick a ball at the goal, you know, yeah. you know, and everyone's going to support me just trying and being a part of learning. Yeah. Right. That's, Absolutely. Betsy and Leah, thank you so much for calling in Distill It with Richard Listens. We hope we answered your question good. Oh, it was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you right. for calling in. Thanks for calling in. Hearing in the future. Have a wonderful night, ladies. <laughs> So, believe it or not, we only have three minutes left to the show. And uh, Jarvis, you're getting props for doing some incredible slides and stats tonight. Even when you're not feeling well. Yes. You need to get out and run around the block, Jarvis. Maybe that'll help. He's got a tension headache. Jarvis is fading. His water is low. And one of our other big contributors, Mike Swimney, says... You guys are inspiring me to make sure everyone in our office gets out during the day and gets a little oxygen boost in their brains by exercising. So nice. if you are working in Mr. Swimney's office, you <laughs> better start expecting some exercise. Bernie, very get up. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie, yeah, we're go talking for a walk, to you, Bernie. <laughs> and what's that exciting event that Mike and Wendy are, is a UT event coming up? Oh. <laughs> Public speaking, nothing? 
No, we were just invited. We're You're just invited. going. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're invited too, Richard. Okay, what is yeah. it? Tell us the topic. Don't we don't even know. I lots of sports people talking on panels from UT from the from the University of Texas. Uh, okay. Jordan Levin, who is head of NFL, uh, the NFL's content. Um, Mac Brown, former UT football coach. The list goes on, but I don't okay. remember everything right now. Exciting. And yeah. I know that last show we were touting Dr. Lisa Post, who is the team clinician for the San Francisco 49ers, but unfortunately we had to reschedule her. And it will either be the next show or the show after that. And we have some other exciting guests coming up in the future, but it's a lot of fun when we just get to kind of have a topic to talk about. And there was so much more we could have talked about, but we hope that you got some little nuggets out of that. And we only have about 30 seconds left, so a little final word. Just I hope you discover how sports is medicine for you. I mean, uh, if there's anything to take away here, whether it be uh, playing in the sand or getting out to the beach, it's spring, yeah. beautiful weather here, wherever you are, you know, keep healing and keep learning. Just yeah. move. That's it. Just get up and move. It really does make you feel better. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's as simple as that. Just yep. get up and go. One inch today, two inches tomorrow, that's right? That's right. That's right. So we will see you in two weeks, Monday, May 3rd, 2017. Thanks for joining us here on Distill It with Richard Listens. We'll see you soon. Woo!